Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by Trekkie Dating Sites. Instead, it's brought to you by CrimeCon. Yep, that's right. CrimeCon is happening on Friday, June 9th to Sunday, June 11th, 2017 at the JW Marriott in Indianapolis. It's going to be really cool. They've got a lot of big name VIPs that are coming and doing events. So you get, get to come to see to meet these folks who have been doing all of these other things that you keep watching and listening to. So you want to be there. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's Nancy Grace, Ron Johnson, Carl Marino, Kirk Newmy, uh, just to name a couple. And of course, like us, there's going to be other awesome podcasters there. So you want to go this year for sure. And if you go to CrimeCon.com to register and use the promo code SIDEWAYS20, you'll get 20% off of your admission. Go to CrimeCon.com, and we will see you this June. Thinking Sideways. I don't get it. Abroad the aliens. You must unlearn what you have learned. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways, the podcast. I am Devin, joined as usual by... Joe. And... Steve. We've got another mystery for you. Cool. Not quite to the cooking show phase yet. Almost. This week we're going to talk about a mystery um, that we are calling officially the death of Mary Anderson but is actually Jane Doe-159-UFWA. Yeah, one of those is her real name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them is not her real name. Or maybe both of them aren't. Ah, probably, probably neither of them. Um, so quick overview of the case, as we do. 
On October 9th, 1996, a woman named Mary Anderson checked into room 214 of the Hotel Vintage Park in Seattle, Washington. She paid cash for two nights stay. And it wasn't really a cheap hotel, but she paid cash. And then on Friday morning, when checkout time had come and gone and she didn't check out as expected, the hotel staff, you know, tried to gain access to her room and then couldn't. So they... It was deadbolted. It was deadbolted. So they had to emergency override to get into her room and found her dead on the bed. Mm, Emergency override is that it had electronic lock. Yeah, I I mean, they had some sort of a way. You have to have some way to get into these rooms, right? We would think. There's always dead bodies. It happens a lot. Yeah. So they found her dead. She had left a note. And then she, when they, you know, tried to notify next of kin or the police tried to notify next of kin based on the information she had left, it turned out that um, not only was Mary Anderson a fake name, but the phone number and the address that she had left, um, the address was non-existent and the phone number didn't belong to her. Um, And she's still unidentified. Yeah, she appears to have made the name Mary Anderson maybe up on the spot. Apparently there's hesitation marks in her signature or her writing of the name. That's what's been claimed. In in the note? No, no, on on the stuff for the the hotel when she signed in. Oh. And, I was you know, gonna say and, on know. the note, there's no hesitation. No, no, but on, so yeah, on the, the... you know, you have to you have to fill some paperwork out when you when you yeah. check in. Yeah, and that's where the hesitation yeah. marks were. Mm. And and just remember, this is um, pre 9/11, so when we're talking about trying to track her via flights or anything like that, um, that doesn't really happen. And then um, I I presume that they since she paid cash up front, they didn't really care if she had a an ID didn't require or anything a credit like that. card or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So let's back up a little bit. Although there's not much backing up to be done because we literally don't know anything about where Mary was before she checked in. And then once she checked in, she pretty much didn't leave the room. She put the do not disturb sign up on her door. As far as we can tell, like as soon as she checked in, dead bolted herself in there and just never came out. Mm-hmm. Um and- was she, uh, by the time they found her, was she kind of ripe or did she like, you know, had she immediately committed suicide or? No, I think it was fairly recent. I mean, I don't, the room wasn't warm or anything like that. And there's no mention of her being pungent. Decomposing. Decomposing. And it was After only two, two days, days. She would have been in a stable environment like that. I mm-hmm. don't think that she would have been experiencing any been massive rough. degradation. Dang. One would assume. Yeah. So, um, let I have a copy of the note that she left. A copy. I have just the note that she left. You don't have the actual copy. note? I don't. You I don't even have a copy? copy of it. I just have the words that she wrote. Uh, and it, her note said, To whom it may concern, I have decided to end my life, and no one is responsible for my death, Mary Anderson. P.S. I have no relatives. You can use my body as you choose. So what did they do with her body? Um, they held it. They didn't sell it? No, they held it in the morgue for... Eight months, I think, while they were trying to identify her and then finally embalmed her and buried her in an unmarked grave. But there's a grave number and all of that stuff. So if you want to go visit her grave, you could. You can go find it. Yeah. Yeah. She's buried um, at Seattle's Crown Hill Cemetery and she's in grave number 197A. So if you want to go visit Mary Anderson. Seattle listeners, yeah, get on that, would you? Yeah. Uh, And also, Seattle listeners, uh, if you wouldn't mind swinging by the Hotel Vintage, I want to know if they still have a room 214 or if that's permanently closed off, all of the shine. (laughs) It's it's actually, um, my understanding, it is closed off. Is it really? I read an article from just a couple years later, and the 
the investigative reporter said he wasn't able to gain access to it, although I'm not sure if that means that he was just trying to break into the room uh, or if he was trying to rent it. Or but the hotel was, won't talk about Or maybe this he at was all. just lazy and he wasn't able to gain access because he never tried. No, I think yeah. he tried. Um, well, this is one of the ones that we'll post. Um, you have to way back machine it, but it's an incredibly thorough investigation of what happened i guess i mean that's the frustrating yeah that's the frustrating thing about this case and we'll just talk about everything that we know and then we'll talk about everything else so the note that we're talking about that was handwritten it was handwritten on uh it was i'm sorry it was quote unquote scribbled on um a piece of hotel stationery you know they give you those little notebooks Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm. um and a pen yeah so Mary was estimated to be between 33 and 45 years old, and we will talk about this later because I presume you guys looked at the pictures of she, her. Yes, she looks a little older than that. She does look a little older than that, but we'll talk about yeah. that in a second. She was about 5'8", five, 5'8", eight, five eight inches. I which thought I, she was 5'7". I think she was 5'8". Was it? Yeah, oh. but I didn't transfer that into international units, sorry. Yeah, that's about, that's about 17 kilos and about oh, half a kilometer, something like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something like yeah, that. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. accurate. Yeah, and then she weighed um, 240 pounds, which I think is like two stone, maybe. Two stone and yeah. about, two, oh, I don't know, like 5,000 kilograms, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure that's accurate. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. Yeah. She had reddish brown hair and brown eyes. And metric, again, that is what? Just kidding. <laughs> reddish brown and brown, yeah. I think. I think it translates pretty pretty significantly. Accurately? Significantly? Accurately. Yeah, accurately. Yeah. She had a copper IUD inserted, um, which is birth control. Yeah, for those of you who are birth not familiar, interuterine device. device. Yeah, uh, she had had some sort of breast surgery at some point, which produced scars on both of her breasts um, and then also around the nipple area. So it was like from the under mm-hmm. side. Um, her hair was combed. Her nails were neatly trimmed and painted like a white cream pearl color. She had makeup on. She had a dental plate in her mouth, um, and she was wearing black leggings and a black top. Wait, um, dental plate, so that's basically... Dentures. dentures. I was say, it's a denture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure I understood what that meant. I suddenly yep. realized that. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. She was laying on top of the bed. I, I guess I don't know if there were two beds or one bed in the room, but she was laying on top of it. The sheets were turned down neatly underneath her, so she had you know turned the sheets down so that she wouldn't get them dirty mm-hmm. and laid on top of them. She was propped up against a you know bunch of pillows. The topper ones, not the the ones that you sleep on. Oh, the decorative ones? Mm -hmm. They were like a dark print. Um, So it seems like, you know, she was trying to be as as convenient as possible. Conscious of what was going to happen after the fact. Yeah, yeah. She had a large Bible open face down on her chest to Psalms 23. The not the hotel Bible? I, no, I don't think it was the hotel Bible. I got the impression that, that it was it her was own Bible. Somebody's Bible, but mm-hmm. it wasn't the hotel one. Yeah. Mm. And you, for those of us who don't know, can one of you guys read this this psalm for us? Mm. It's pretty normal. Well, one. this is one you've heard. I mean, if you've ever, ever watched any TV show or any movie where somebody gets killed and they cut to the funeral scene, you're hearing one of two psalms. You're hearing mm-hmm. either this one or the other one that goes ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one goes, Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And this is totally channeling Shatner. Uh, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Uh, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Okay, and Shatner. Uh, although one thing about, everybody talks about Psalm 23, which may or may not mean anything. Mm-hmm. If you look at any standard Bible. There's a number of Psalms on each there's page. There's a lot of Psalms, yeah. So mm-hmm. okay, she could have been reading Psalm 22, I mean, which, which you know, immediately precedes it. Psalm 22 is a little bit darker. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know. I, actually, have you got... Uh, Joe has a Bible in the studio. It's a smaller Bible than the ones that I have. Well, that's not true. I have a couple at my house. But, you know, there's the study Bibles, which are usually those, like, really big mm-hmm. ones. And often they just have, like, one or two psalms on a page. And actually the copy that I have just has one full psalm on a page. Um, mm. And sometimes, you know, a couple lines from the previous one uh, make it onto the page. But I think it's possible... It just depends. There's so many different Bibles you don't know. There's so many different ones. Yeah, but, <clears throat> but it is possible to get a copy of the Bible where it's basically just one full text of one full psalm on a page and then, you know, a couple mm-hmm. before and afters of others. Yeah, on this, on this one, essentially, they all run, you know, page, they all run back to back. Yeah. So the, the tenor of, of Psalm 22 is a little different. It starts out like this. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but thou dost not answer, and by night, but find no rest. Not that I, and on and on from there. A little darker. Um, much darker. Yeah, but uh, so who knows? But not that it means much of anything, but it is a little bit more despairing than Psalm 23. I, which I would is probably agree with that. Where she was maybe at. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Everything seems really meticulous. With her, it seems very prepared. Mm-hmm. Almost like the KGB, like laid the whole table out. A little bit. We yeah. talk about that in okay. theories, actually. Let's talk about the things she had in the room and kind Let's. of the overall everything. And then, you know, when we get into theories, I guess we can talk a little more about how we feel about her. You know, the problem with this case, and I'm sure I know that Steve and I talked a little bit about this, and I know he'll talk probably a little bit more about this later, is that this case has, like, there's almost no information. I think, you know, I bulked out a page on this <laughs> of, like, actual known facts on this case, and that's with a hu- with an entire psalm in it. That right? was by making stuff up. And, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. just, like, totally, like, I know she had, like, half a page things. of just the weather report from that day. I do, but, yeah. yeah. But I... There's a lot of a lot of talk about this, and a lot of people have seemed to infer a lot of things. There's from a lot of a supposition. Lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you go out and read it in web sleuths, and a lot of people are speculating. There's like about a forty-three, forty-four page long web sleuths thread dedicated to this case. That's and always it's... a bad sign to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know it is. That's why you don't do these guys. Okay, so she did have a number of miscellaneous items with her in the hotel room. She had. Um, velour jumpsuits, plural, but I don't know how many. I think maybe two would be my guess, but I don't actually know. Were they actually jumpsuits? I think they were. I mean, you know, the the track suits, not mm. jumpsuits. Sorry, oh, okay. track suits yeah. is the word that I meant. The tops so the, and the bottoms. The tops and the bottoms, the zip-up hoodie. Um, and either, depending on the account that you read, either they were packed neatly in her luggage or hung neatly in the closet. But it's always, like, neatly and orderly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She had a p- 
pair of shoes. She had a pair of size 10 slippers, which is what she was. She had a nice pair of black leather gloves, which I understand were maybe from Nordstrom's, but I don't know where people may have picked that up from. I think it was a brand. Um, She had a nice leather purse. She had some Estee Lauder cosmetics, toothpaste, perfume, Metamucil, packs of um, dry crystal light, Mm -hmm. pantyhose, an iron, and um, a kitchen bowl. Mm-hmm. Not yes. totally clear on the bowl, or I guess I would, I guess, add the iron in there too. But everything else seems totally mm-hmm. normal for a trip. Actually, you know, it sounds to me like if you're a regular hotel goer, mm-hmm. um, most hotels have a fridge and things like that, mm-hmm. and they usually have like little plastic disposable cups and glasses. They usually don't have bowls. So, so if you like to save money and just eat a little cereal for breakfast in your room, for example, yeah. having a bowl is a handy thing. It's not a bad The iron bad is point. the same thing. You can get an iron from the front desk, typically. Oh, every hotel in... I've ever stayed in has a ho- has an Oh, no, iron. no. I've been in many hotel rooms where you have to go to the front desk to get the iron. Really? Yes. You must be staying at crappy hotels. I'm staying at Fleabag Hotel. I mean, this, the ones so this I had a... there in the room. Yeah, this no. is yeah. a nice hotel, so they would have had an iron. Uh, I wouldn't make that presumption, but the point is I'm following what Joe's saying is that if you're if you're traveling uh, frequently, yeah. that's something you would have just in case you don't have to try and find somebody at the office at 5 a.m. when you need to iron something. Real I quick. guess I'll just yeah. point out, however, that um, leggings, <laughs> uh, t-shirt, and velour jumpsuits are, are not exactly iron. Do not support the need to iron. Yeah, I will agree. Yeah, maybe it was an interrogation device. It, uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, could have been. Um, and I'll, I'll just mention that the lead investor on this case, I've read a couple of, of interviews with him, and he has said over the years that there was a newspaper that was open that had a couple of maple leaves on it. Oh, yeah, I and forgot about the maple leaves. And he said that he, he and the other investigators at the time just saw it. And I think they just assumed that they would find out, I mean, you know, by all accounts, this should have been an open and shut case. They had her name, they had her address, they had her phone number, they should have been able to figure out who she was. Um, And so they didn't really pay attention to these things. Um, And he thinks there may have been some significance in that, or Mm -hmm. that she left a clue or something like that in that that arrangement, but that they never actually paid much attention to it. So I will mention that. And that is that may be the clue that's lost to the ages. But on the other hand, I don't necessarily think so. Ah, uh, you know, it could be as simple as it's October in Seattle. Uh huh. Or and and she saw some good-looking leaves. Or it could mean she was a Canadian secret agent. Or something else. Or just Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Or nothing. Or it could be nothing. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. She paid, as I mentioned, in cash for both nights. It ended up being about. $350. It was $175 a night cash, which is not significantly less than it is now, but it's like $550 in cash. And that's not that's not, nothing. not cheap. That's not nothing. And she didn't have a whole lot of money with her. I think she maybe had like $34 in her wallet, but no ID or anything like that. Um, she reportedly, when she checked in, she didn't speak with an accent or anything like that. The police... You know, when they were called and they were searching the room, they did find a empty glass on the nightstand next to her that was found to have traces of cyanide in it, um, which is the way that, that was her cause of death is she, she mm. killed herself by cyanide poisoning. And that's it. That's literally everything we know about Mary Anderson. 
Mm-hmm. Much has been written about her, but nobody knows what the hell. Nobody knows anything, yeah. Uh, they did, I, I think they did check out like East Coast just to see if she was from New York, which is where the address was. But the listed. address was non-existent. And, well, actually, um, it doesn't, it's not non-existent. It exists, but it just, it's just the, the street address exists in New York, but she gave the wrong zip code to go with it. Yeah, and she just wrote New York, New York, which a lot of people from New York have mentioned. You don't say New York, New York. You say like Queens. Or Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Whatever. New York, right? Well, yeah. If okay. you're if Specific. you're from one of those places, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the, the area code of the of the phone number that she gave was also totally the wrong area code for that area. Mm. But apparently, it was a fairly limited area. It's like a New York number, though. I it think. is, but, but I think not, it was like upstate New York or something. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. Probably could have Googled this and found out, but it's all just kind of like, well, it's, been 20 it's years. all wrong. I Area mean, you know, all change. of it is wrong. Yeah. So it, I guess for me, I don't put a lot of stock and interest into, oh, this address. She like thought a lot about it. I don't think she did. No. And then in terms so. of Mary the address Anderson. might actually indicate something though. It might. Yeah. Might, it indicates to me she's not from New York. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I would yeah. agree yeah. with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I would also say that if she were from the East Coast, most people from the East Coast speak with an accent, and um, a hotel clerk in Seattle would have said, yeah, mm. she spoke with a... I don't think no accent doesn't pertain just to no heavy European or, you know, English wasn't her first language accent. I think it equates to no no accent whatsoever. Yeah, but I mean, there's also... She could have had a very slight accent. I have a friend who's from New York, mm -hmm. and I don't ever notice an accent until she takes a trip back to New York, and she shows up at the office, and suddenly she sounds... Like she's from New York. Like she's from New York. Yeah. It, it comes, and then it bleeds away slowly yeah. over time. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what accents do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I so... Go ahead, sorry. Oh, did you want to talk about... We gotta, were you going to talk about the New York stuff at any time, or should we talk about it now? We can talk about it now. Well, yeah, the thing about New York is, is that's great if you're on the West Coast, is it's like clear across the continent. It's a really huge city, so if you run into somebody that was from New York, you're going to say, oh, great, but everybody's from New York, so yeah. not surprising we don't know each other, obviously. And um, But what is kind of clever, I don't know if she was clever, if this is just purely accidental, uh, the address was like, yeah, 132 East 3rd Street. Mm-hmm. And there, there, that address is in two places. It's in Lower Manhattan and it's in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And so she was that clever in picking her alias and her legend. Then that's really awesome. She, she could say, I'm from East 3rd Street. And they'd say, oh, my God, I used to live right around the corner. And then she'd say, oh, well, I lived on the, the one in Brooklyn mm -hmm. or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, maybe she did that. Maybe I, she was that clever. I mean, I guess I, I don't think she put that, to be honest, I don't think she put that much thought into I it. I kind of doubt it. I mean, too. right. What it's, it's one 123rd or 132nd. 132nd. I mean, like, it's just like 123 Northwest 3rd Avenue. I mean, like, if there's not a, if that's not a made up <laughs> address, I really don't, I don't know what is, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, but the thing about, well, the other thing about New York is that, um, and you can't appreciate it this, if you're not from the Northeast, you can't really appreciate this, but everybody in the rest of America knows all about New York. Mm hmm. And so it's a natural pick. If you're from, if you're not from the Northeast and you're looking for just a fake city to throw out there this big, well, New York, it obviously comes to mind Yeah. for everybody in America. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, New York, of course. Yeah, obviously. So that's why I think she's probably from the West. Yeah, I think New York is a, I mean. I'd, it's a red herring. Yeah, yeah. totally it is. Um, and then uh, the other thing that people have mentioned 
which is actually probably um, true, <laughs> is that uh, at the time, there are two major soap operas that were on. Both of them had leading characters who were named Mary Anderson on them. Oh, they were. Um, and so... What were they? Which ones? Uh, I think Days of Our Lives and that other one, which is the one that has the... the it doesn't matter. Too popular <laughs> soap <laughs> opera. Um, I, I was looking at you like, you're, you're asking me what yeah. soap opera no, we're running? I know, I know. Um, All my children? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Days been, of our it might have been. Turns. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so there were, there were some major characters that were you know popular at the time that were named Mary Anderson. Not that Mary Anderson is like a hard name to pull out of a hat anyway, but uh, on top of that, there's... You know, I stopped it watching been really soaps after to... the whole Luke and Laura thing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Oh, it's time for Steve to be making references that Devin doesn't get. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. I'm trying to remember Luke and Laura. I don't remember that either, but uh, hmm. You can Google it. Yeah, I remember Jack and Jennifer from Days of Our Lives. They got kind of tedious after a while. I have never, ever watched a soap opera, so I don't know what either of you are talking about. <laughs> so here's a couple of, we'll do the bullet point things, and then we'll get into theories. Does that work for you guys? Yeah. Sure. Okay, so people a lot of times mention that she looked like she was European, which is accurate, I would say. She's a very distinct kind of like Greek look to her. What, mm, you're looking at you me think? like I'm insane. I mean, uh, she I, looks, I didn't. I didn't pick up that. That's all. She looks European to me, but again, she didn't speak with an accent, so I, I think she was American or maybe Canadian. But was it maybe the accent or something that made her look European. Is that what you're thinking? She had or, no uh, accent. Not the accent. I'm sorry. Was it maybe the hairstyle? I don't know what it is about her. She just has that kind of look about her. So, but but I mean, but people look like I look Italian, and I'm not actually from Italy. It's just my heritage, so it's not unheard of to so me. So we should make a, a, a quick note here for everybody is, as far as I'm aware, all we have is drawings of her face. You They're know, not actual well, there's, there's a, isn't there a morgue photo I've out there? seen references to morgue photos, but I have not been able to I, find I didn't see it. them either. Yeah, they were yeah. they were all either photoshops or pencil sketches by, you know, the police artist or somebody. Yeah. And, you know, an attempt to identify her, but I haven't ever seen an actual... Mm -hmm verifiable photograph of this woman. So yeah. Yeah, I'm operating a little bit on on soft information. Yeah, it might have been that her, her morgue photo was kind of gruesome. I mean, I don't know what dying from cyanide is like, but I imagine it could be nasty. Uh, you you know? No, actually, the, that's the thing is um, when the hotel staff initially came in, it, they literally thought she was just taking a nap. They thought she was just a really heavy sleeper. They thought she was just asleep, and then they tried to wake her up, and they were like, oh, oh. I thought she was just asleep, and that she just normally slept with this horrid, hideous grimace on her face. <laughs> but, no, I think yeah. she I think she literally just fell. I think that's maybe how cyanide does it, is you, it just, you fall asleep and you never wake up. I don't know. But that's what it looked like, apparently, is she was just asleep, mm. peacefully asleep. All I know about cyanide is what I've learned in movies, and I don't trust that. Yeah, that, that's probably smart. Yeah. yeah. Th so she had those scars on her breasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've read a lot of sp stuff that people online have said where they're like, well, obviously it was a boob job. No, there mm. was nothing in there. Yeah, there was no okay. implant. There were no implants or anything. It could have been a lift. Mm -hmm. It could have Which been is a kind reduction. Of a, boob job. a lift is kind of well. I mean, all of them are kind of boob job. I mean, That's you get it. your sept your deviated septum in your nose fixed, and it's still a nose job, right? Even though like you're, it's just so you can breathe. Mm. I mean, any. 
so i mean yeah it was a boob job technically but it she it wasn't an augmentation i've heard a lot of people say that they thought that it was a reduction mm-hmm. and that's certainly possible yeah. although the couple of people that i know who have gotten reductions and this i mean no offense by this at all the people who i know who have had reductions have had to have been on um like really strict weight loss regimes for whatever reason i don't know why but they've had to be maintain their weight within a certain amount of weight. Typically, it's because reductions are done because it's a strain on the lower back based on the size on of the, the breast. Higher back, mm. but yes. yeah. Well, it's on the it's a back strain, and so if you're able to reduce your weight, there is the potential that the breast will not be as large, therefore it will reduce the strain. Right. But I will say mm-hmm. is that I, when I read the description of the scarring. It matches up with this. What I have, I have friends who've had, had reductions, mm-hmm. and it matches the style, especially from kind of that day and age. And yeah. that in the nineties, I, I don't know if they or the eighties. Well, I don't know if they leave the same kind of scarring today because surgical Probably procedures not. have have advanced. Quite they don't. A lot. I don't think they do. I, I think don't... they do pinhole. Right. Surgeries. I think they do something that's much less invasive. Yeah. But my point is, mm. is that scarring matched mm-hmm. up with what I am aware of is the aftermath of a reduction yeah. in that era. I would agree with that. Um, and the, she, might have, she might have reduced her weight and then just like sort of like towards the end of her life just, just sort decided of to decided say screw, screw it. it. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that I saw... On screw the, you, Jenny Craig. <laughs> ah. I mean, the other thing that I saw that I thought was a really interesting suggestion was that um, that maybe she had breast cancer and that there were some lump removal things. I think that the ME would have no like would have been other signs in her body. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't add up to I me. don't I agree, I, but I thought it was an interesting theory. It it is interesting, but yeah, I don't think they do both sides. Uh, I never heard of them trying to balance them out by, you know, like like cutting up in one and taking out a certain amount of material. Well, I mean if they, if she had tumors in both, I mean mm-hmm. It, that's certainly possible. I mean, a double mastectomy is a thing. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> trying to balance her, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> they that, were just like taking it, stuff out of both of them. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, um, that, that whole thing is that's yeah. screwy. Yeah. And then one of the other things is she did have that copper IUD. Mm-hmm. And so um, the serial number was partially off, which doesn't surprise me at all. Having had IUDs, like they're in you for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff just degrades while it's in your body that just happens so they were unable to track it that way which again isn't surprising at all but also you know a copper iud is it's good for 10 years so situations change but your doctor usually isn't going to give you a copper iud unless you have a stable partner and you're still in your childbearing years Mm -hmm. which she was which she was if she was maybe 33 to 45 Mm -hmm. which is why i think also they they did a cross section of her rib to find her age, which I think is probably fairly accurate. But I, she does look much older than that. So in I the think images that we have. I think people get a lot really caught up in that. But I I think that the fact that she had an IUD does speak more towards she was the age that the Emmy said it's, she was. Yeah, you know the uh, one of the things about it is that uh, her hairstyle definitely makes her look older. Yeah, and her makeup. Yeah. Makes her look older. But that hair really definitely. Yeah. Is, I mean, yeah. I think those but are. But then the... she's running around in juicy couture. And... Well, I don't think it was yeah. juicy couture. I mean, I think they would have mentioned maybe if it was juicy couture. I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't have. I, I don't know. But I think, you know, that's that's the age particularly when some women 
are used to wearing makeup the way that they did in their 20s and it just ends up aging them more than making them look younger you know in your like late 30s early 40s if you haven't evolved your makeup process and, are, are and your you, hairstyle are, are and you all talking that stuff. about my makeup i am okay mm-hmm. oh. yep Yep. So the you know the funny thing that I find about this and there's several points in this story where this could pop up but mm-hmm. people make very large presumptions mm-hmm. in the story and one of the things that that sparks that is the fact that she has the IUD um IUD I'm just going to call it UID which isn't a thing nope. that I know well, it of, is. but but it's anyway a, it's an unidentified <laughs> device I'll, I'll tell you yeah, it's okay. yeah. but no the the point is is that as you said they're good for 10 to 12 years it's old technology 10 years you Seven don't to have ten to years. take it out at the 10-year mark. It's not as if the thing starts ticking inside of you and an alarm goes off that says, abort, abort, abort. That, you know, like people can keep them. It has happened. Well, I'm... I suppose that's true. But, but you know, I mean, who knows? But, uh, you know, the important thing is, is why, did, why the hell didn't they, you know, look up the serial numbers anyway? It would have taken a little bit of work, but, you know. What do you mean half, look up the serial They didn't numbers. have a full serial number. They well, looked up. Still, they had half of them. That's, you know, they, they still should they still should have been able to find something. Well, no, not at all. Are you kidding yeah. me? It's like, so it's a part, I mean, it's like a part number. But it's say, like a batch number. Yeah, say it's an eight-digit number and you only uh-huh. have four of the digits. Yeah. Well, that just cuts the stock that they have sold in the last 10 years in half. That's, that's still com- a giant pile. Yeah, that's what computers are for, huh? Well, mm. but, but the, the point that I was getting at about that is... Is yeah. that people say, well, she had to be a lady of means to have had oh. that or to have afforded no, that. They really. say that. Well, people say I mean, that I see about that. Her, her the scars on her breasts and the the belief that it is a reduction that she had to have some means and good insurance. They say that about the IUD, but my no. point is the IUD has been around forever. It is cheap technology and it is readily available everywhere. So <laughs> it just it it I find it funny. That that is one of those things that people leapfrog from she had an IUD to she must have been at least somewhat oh, yeah. well off. Uh, it's, not, job. it's not cheap technology, first of all. Especially if you're paying for it out of pocket. To actually get one, it's not it's not cheap. But there are clinics that do it for free if you need it. Uh-huh. So it can be cheap. That's that, that and this then, is what I'm getting at. And yes. uh, and then I think to your point, I think I see people if they say it was a lift, they say it was she's a woman of means who cared about her appearance and mm-hmm. you know, did makeup blah blah blah. But a reduction like your insurance will cover that if if you need yeah, it. Yeah, because it's right? I don't you think your insurance a <laughs> I don't think your insurance pays for a lift. But I think your insurance will pay for a reduction. So again, you don't you yeah, you probably have to be insured, but you don't have to be of great means. No, it's not that fantastically expensive. And the thing about it is, is uh, uh, you're not going to pay ten grand to get a hangnail fixed. But when it comes to the boobs, I mean, a lot of people place huge importance on the boobs. Well, they'll spend they'll spend good coin on it. But you have to have. But that's the point: is you have to have that extra ten grand. Laying around. Well, yeah, but when you say right. someone of means, what does that mean? I mean, ten grand is a lot of money to me. Well, yeah, but I mean, some somebody of means. I mean, that's I'm thinking like somebody who's upper middle class. Somebody's got you know kind of yeah. rolling cash. Upper that's middle class. Means. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a means. But but I mean, there are people who are far below the upper middle class who get this kind of work done. Well, all but the time. okay, that's but there's true. always outliers in every scenario. Not, <laughs> You're not right. Not even outliers. I mean, I've been to I've been to Argentina where. Uh, 
everybody gets it. Every woman gets it. And, you know, there's lots of people who really can't afford it, and they do it anyway. And so, yeah, people will get it. You don't have to be a means. So um, yeah. what oh, I'm yeah. learning from this is that we need to start a Kickstarter for Joe's boob job. Uh, yes. I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. really, yeah. you need to get that taken yeah. care of. Yeah. I know. I so the other point about this IUD thing is um, the ME also was able to conclude from her autopsy that um, Mary had never had children. Mm-hmm. So that is also an important fact. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I heard, I'm not sure if this is true or not. Actually, I've heard both ways. But I've heard that she mixed the Metamucil with her cyanide. Well, that's good. I mean, she's going to have, you know, regular poops. Yeah. That's but good I also heard that she had mixed Crystal Light with her Metamucil. And uh, that she had m- mixed just the Crystal Light with the cyanide. Or maybe all three. It was something to cut the flavor, essentially, yeah. but we don't know which one she used for sure. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I can imagine that Metamucil would make cyanide go down much easier. Or and I have heard light, that, that Crystal matter. Light makes Metamucil go down even easier. So huh. I wonder. I wonder if she was older and in forty-five though. It's kind of Metamucil and Crystal Light. I do kind of associate with like kind of older people. Yeah, but you have to remember this is ninety-six. Crystal Light. Yeah. Everybody drank Crystal Light at you the know? time. Like yeah. we're talking like right now. Yeah, that's like old people behavior because it's the behavior of people when they were in their like late thirties, early forties, in you know twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. So. Old people looking yeah. at you, Joe. Uh, <laughs> up yours. <laughs> I mean that. So for me, that's again, you know, it is. Yeah, for that right now, I'm like, ah, that's an old person behavior. But I'm trying to remember back to the mid '90s and think like, oh no, that was. It'd be like that in was 20 years thing. if Mio is still around and yeah. I'm using mm. Mio in my water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know Metamucil was ever really the end thing. It oh, was, no, no. No, no, no. Crystal Light. No. Yeah. Just the Crystal no. Light part of it. But, okay. hey, Metamucil, sometimes you just got to use, you know, it's... especially if you're traveling, you kind of want to... Yeah. She could have had intestinal issues. Yeah. Uh, she could have had, like, IBS. Some people who have IBS, they, they back up. Yeah. Very easy, and so as kind of a general regiment, you're always taking something that's going to keep the flow. But I will tell you, seriously, it, you know, when I travel, you get so dehydrated on airplanes that, uh-huh. like, sometimes you just, once you're there, you got to, like, take a little something to Please tell me when going. we go to CrimeCon, I'm going to see that in your carry-on no, so I can point it out. You will not. Uh, no, I, I keep that well hidden. I can't wait to see carry-on. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, so, also, cyanide. How did you get the cyanide? Good uh, question. Uh, jewelers can get cyanide. They use it. That's how, um, yeah. what's his name? Got it. What's you know, name? that what's his name? Who, okay, the famous him. guy who poisoned people with cyanide. Oh yeah. No? Okay. Him, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they're not the only ones that have access to cyanide. They're, they're not the only ones. It's just like a pretty easy jump. Apparently nail techs sometimes have access to cyanide. Miners have access to cyanide, though I don't and think she was a miner. Photographers? Photographers. Uh, wet plate process uses cyanide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also make it. I've heard you can make it from, like, apricot seeds. So it's Though that takes a long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. I would say she probably work. bought it. Yeah. yeah, it'd be much easier to just go acquire it through an industrial means. Yeah. I think it actually, at one point, though, was Amazon around in 96? No. no. Google wasn't even around okay. in 96. There, the, it, you could up until, I think, around 2000 or 2005, there were some ways to buy it on the Internet. Okay, let's be fair. Yeah. There are still ways to buy it on the Internet. I'm sure. Go, uh, <laughs> you mean legit were ways? It through Amazon mm-hmm. at one point until Amazon c- cottoned on and uh-huh. stopped the whole thing. Yeah. And it got much more, uh, much more rigorous much oversight. More yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, okay. She also had a prescription pill bottle that uh, the label had been torn off of. So there was no name there, but she did have a prescription. I figured that was where her cyanide something. was at. I don't know. I don't know what was in there. They just talk about it, but maybe it was the cyanide. And also the other thing is that we uh, don't, uh, I I haven't seen anywhere what kind of form the cyanide was in, because I think that would have given us some more clues into... Liquid versus pill versus powder? Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be a pill. Or potassium cyanide or, you know, like stuff like that. And then last but not least is that people have suggested that she returned to this specific hotel in this specific room because it had sentimental value to her. But she didn't make um, a reservation or anything. She just walked off the street. Well, people have said the room might have had some significance. Or the hotel. Yeah. But she didn't request the room, did she? She didn't request the room. She didn't make a reservation. She just walked in off the street and got a room. So I don't think that's necessarily I, uh, true. That's not one of those things that people make up. People yeah. Are, yeah, a lot, a lot of people on the on the interwebs, et cetera, like to turn these into big, sad soap opera stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say this and, is again another example of people just reaching for anything, and then that being parroted mm-hmm. and becoming part of the real story, quote unquote, real story. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys want to talk about theories about who Mary Anderson might be? Uh, really quickly. Okay. So let's take a break first. Oh yeah, I want a sandwich. Yeah. Henry doesn't like his neighbors. It wouldn't be going too far to say that his neighbors hate him as well. And, uh, yeah, he hates his neighbors. So Henry's not a very happy guy. He says they're always making way too much noise, and he just knows that one of these days they're going to come into his den and take it all away from him. This not-so-little Taxidea Taxis sits outside his house for hours on end just in case someone tries to come along and take it from him. Yeah, Henry has a bad attitude and it shows. Sitting there all day long really doesn't help. Protecting your home should be a heck of a lot easier, right? And you shouldn't have to sit out there all day long. I mean, do you want to have more of a life than Henry the Badger? Yeah, I thought so. Well, with Simply Safe, your home is safe. And that's why Simply Safe is making it simpler than ever to protect it. With Simply Safe, you can get comprehensive, professionally monitored home security right online. You can connect your security system to your smartphone and see everything that's going on at your home while you're out and about, not sitting at home like Henry. Order today and get protected by the end of the week and get an exclusive 10% discount when you go to simplysafe.com slash criminal and order your Simply Safe system. That's right, simplysafe.com slash criminal. Protecting your home means you no longer have to badger anyone. Okay, we're back. That ham sandwich was awesome. Yeah, mm. was it? Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't we, either. We picked it. So first up. Just because I didn't bring enough to share. <laughs> yeah. So, so, evil eye. So you've got a few people that. Uh, I have a couple people that are potential that suspects. Have been, that have been suggested as potential suspects. Suggested by who? The internet. Oh, okay. Um, but him. we. Yeah, him. Yeah, that guy. Um, but. We're going to breeze right through these because there's lots of problems with every single one of them. Um, So the first one is Sandra Ann Sully. She went missing in May of 1994 from New York. She was last seen at a shopping plaza. And then she was reported missing a week later uh, after she was seen. She had a 
black poodle like that you know that was you remember that was popular in the 90s in the early 2000s to have little dogs i guess it's still kind of probably gonna say everybody still has little dogs yeah she had a black poodle that went missing with her Mm -hmm. um and i as far as i know they didn't ever find anything they found a couple people using her credit cards a little later but uh nobody really knows anything about her apparently she probably left with somebody she knew or of her own volition and she was reported missing after she missed a couple of doctor's appointments that's yeah. kind of what threw the red flag yeah because she just lived alone in her apartment she didn't have a significant other or anything like yeah, that stop paying her rent and all that stuff yeah yeah i think she um, got murdered I don't, think, I don't think it was ours <laughs> well so she anything. was only five five so she was a little short she had dark brown hair not reddish brown hair and Although it didn't dye is dye is a thing but it but you can tell when people dye their hair like in an autopsy you can tell if that hair is dyed or not she had a birthmark on her abdomen and a scar on her upper lip our our mary anderson had no birthmarks or scars and then um sandra was like seven months pregnant when she disappeared and our mary had never had a kid Mary had a little kid. She did not. Did not have a little kid. No. Okay. So, I mean, the way that this goes, people are willfully ignoring that she's too short and had no scars and didn't ever have a kid and saying, oh, Mary is Sandra and she had to give the kid up for adoption and then she was sad and every and alone and so everything she killed herself from there mm. yeah i think it could have been one of the grimes sisters they faked their own deaths and you know yeah, yeah. maybe that was it yeah. well you know and people are gonna say okay so we we have to talk about this at least briefly people are saying well she never had a child she was seven months pregnant she may have never actually given birth to a live child but if there had been some kind of C-section or something like that, we should have known about a scar. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I don't know enough, but I would imagine that even if it hadn't been a live birth, there would have been the same evidence in, you know, in the is it the, what's the bone? So it's your hips. Hips. Thank you. <laughs> I, I was. I suddenly. Couldn't and I'm get pretty the word sure that your hips at like. And this is it's different for yeah, every woman, have, but like by seven months, her whole body should, should have, have been already changed. gone through that metamorphosis. Yeah. Yes, you would think. Okay, uh, so that one's dumb. Okay, great. Yeah, that doesn't work. She's Thanks, internet. Had a baby and much too short. Yeah. Uh, next up is Elizabeth Mary Allen. She's got Mary in her name, so maybe. Yeah, okay. there we go. And last name starts with an A. She went missing from Oak Harbor, Washington in um, 1993. She was 5'5 five five and 150 pounds. She had blue eyes. Mary Anderson had brown eyes. She had a scar on her left elbow. Mary Anderson had no scars. I don't know why people think that it was her, except for that her picture kind of does resemble an age progressed potentially what mary anderson looked like i know carver washington is not too far from seattle it's not mm-hmm. but it's i mean it's not her it's not her i kind of doubt it it's not her yeah there's serious issues there unless like A somehow lot. they figured out how to change eye color and make her taller without scarring mm-hmm. they think yes you're right there yeah. it's not her yeah this isn't gattaca yeah mm. exactly right? right and he used contacts in that anyway yes so. And a lot of other really good tricks. Yeah, lots of them. Okay, so next is Mary Corinne Amos. Again, another Mary. With an A. With an A. So she went missing in uh, 1987 from her home in San Bernardino, California. 
And she was 54 years old when she disappeared. That's enough an alarm bell. So, no. Uh, also, she had green eyes. Also, she had a vertical scar on her abdomen. Um, so, she's way too old. She uh, did have uh, dentures. That she is, did have she did have favor. the upper dental plate. She's also five seven, yeah. so about the same height, but way too old. Not necessarily. She would have been like sixty three. Mary could have been sixty. Mary Anderson could have been sixty three. Why would she have an IUD? Mm, maybe she got to put in way back when, and she just forgot. I think they would have noticed if it was like really old because it's copper, so it's degrading in your body. Mm, and I think yeah, if it had been point. like a twenty-year-old IUD, they would have known. It was also the brand. It was actually the brand Paragard that came out in the like early nineties. Because oh, okay. you know the ones in the eighties were like kind of dangerous and like ruined some women's systems, mm-hmm. and so they pulled them from the market. And then in the nineties, they re-released the Paragard. The ones in the eighties, those were those the copper ones, or were those the ones that had the hormone in? They it? were the two copper kinds. They were the copper ones, okay. and they were the ones that were called the Copper Cross. That's uh-huh. what they called them. And then they re-released this one called Paragard. It doesn't really matter, yeah. but I think they would have noticed if it was a much mm. older. All right, much so we can rule out Mary Amos, I guess. Yeah, all right. I think so too. Yeah. Although the one sad thing about poor Mary Amos is there was a 12-year delay in, in her How? being reported missing. How does that happen? That happens oh, a lot, actually. Yeah, I think what? it probably has some willful stuff going on in there. That's a case for a different okay. story. Yeah. All right, next week. Okay, next Devin week. Devin yeah. covers Mary Kareen yeah. Amos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. March, March is going to be Mary Month. It is going to be Mary Month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I should have held off on my Marys. You should have. Dang yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're done with the named the suspects. Specifics. Yeah. So some ideas of who she could have been is like the wife of a jeweler. Uh, yeah. And I saw I saw this one story that somebody had created on Web Sleuths, and it was just like, oh my god, how did you so get there? Much detail. It was crazy. Yeah. This person said that she was obviously the ex-wife of a wealthy jeweler. No who doubt. was well kept was used to caring about herself yes i remember this um but i mean she was like kind of she was on the bigger side and um i her hairstyle certainly didn't make me think that she cared a whole lot about the way that she looked mm, um, although you got to remember 20 years ago too yeah but styles were a little different have you, yeah. have you seen hairstyles from the 1980s by the way i have oh my god yeah but so the theory was that, you know, she she was a kept wife and she was used to this life of luxury and she had gotten a breast mm, lift. Lipped. There we go. Thank you. That's I, I, I figured the hands lift. up gesture was meant to <laughs> signify the word lift. She'd gotten a lift and um, she, you know, was she was well kept. And then she had found out that her jeweler husband was actually having an affair. So she decided she didn't want to live anymore. So she stole some cyanide from his jewelry shop and went and killed herself. I think this is right out of a Daniel Steele novel, but yeah. they changed mm-hmm. the ending. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, you know, life does imitate art. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's again, that's a bit of a stretch. I mean, I, mm-hmm. the whole wife of the jeweler thing is hilarious. I mean, why, why couldn't she have been a jeweler? Well, she could have been a jeweler. Yeah. Yeah. Or again, a nail tech, apparently. She could have been a pharmacist. She could have yeah. been, yeah. She could yeah. have been married to a pharmacist or yeah. a photographer. She could not have been a photographer doing that kind of work based on the, the way her hands looked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But otherwise. Well, but that's actually why people suggest, and I actually think it's not the worst suggestion ever, is that she was a nail technician because her nails were 
very well kept and mm-hmm. she seemed to really care about her appearance though it wasn't like on a rich kept woman's level. levels yes yeah i mean it's like a, a, the way that a working woman cares about her appearance she her nails were done really really well and then she would have had the access to the cyanide i'm not really sure the other one of the I still other question theories, the, the whole cyanide nail tech thing but yeah, i don't really know i know somebody will email us and they'll they'll write they'll a dissertation on it so yeah. i'm not gonna go which is there. great i the other thought and i think this is probably true is that, I mean, I, at least I think it's a pretty solid theory. The theory is that um, her husband had recently passed away, and so they had no kids. She probably didn't have any, you know, family, which is would be why she, you know, nobody ever identified her or, or that's, reported and her yeah, missing. That's not outlandish. It's not outlandish, and that she just decided, you know what, I don't really want to be here anymore. I, mm-hmm. The love of my life is gone. I don't have really anything keeping me going, and the picture that the people painted for this one was you know it kind of fit when you look at her you can hear like i understood this story totally it was you know the kind of woman who sells the house and closes all the accounts and you know leaves everything neat and orderly and then goes away to somewhere where nobody will know who she is and you know just very neatly and quietly takes her own life Mm -hmm. and then you know hopes that her body will be used in some for science some way although she should have probably explicitly said like i would like my organs to be donated not do with my body what you will. And also, I'm pretty sure that if you kill yourself with cyanide, that probably ruins a lot of the stuff uh-huh. in your sure body. She probably could have gone to a body farm and that was about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or med school. Yeah. No, couldn't go to med school. Things would have been messed up. Well, maybe she could have gone to med school for like dissection. I don't know. Eh. I don't know what they do. I never went to med school, so I, I didn't know what either. They do there. So, yeah. Yeah, they could have salvaged a few things for dissection. Yeah. Um, oh, and the other thing that I did see when they were talking about um, whatever her name was that um, had the pet that was that went missing was that somebody suggested that maybe the kitchen bowl because nobody's seen any pictures of the kitchen bowl. Somebody suggested that it was maybe Sully? a small yeah yeah that it was maybe a small bowl that like she carried with her because she had been used to traveling with a pet uh-huh, like a pet. small dog or the something dog like died, that. And so she and, decided to kill herself. Yeah. yeah. She could have also just mixed everything together in that bowl. She could have. I mean, if she this thing actually, was so planned out, like yeah, it seems like it was. Used that to actually grind up, say, a cyanide pill into a or powder something, yeah. and then mixed in. pour the water and the crystal light and the yeah. metamucil and whisk and it together. It and, yeah, and then washed the bowl too because yeah. she was that kind of person. Yep. Yeah, there totally. Are people who just automatically do absolutely. That. I am not one of them, but yeah. I live with one, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. it's. The world will end before they will not get that bowl washed right away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another theory that people had, and I'm just throwing this out here. I'm not going to expand on it at all, really, is that she was there to be a witness. There to be a witness to what? Exactly. Like in a... In a criminal trial? Yeah. And she didn't want to do that? Or she had... Because she was afraid to testify, so she killed herself instead. Yeah, but it seems like they would notice if the witness didn't show up. Yeah, I think that that would have put yeah. somebody would have put two and two together. Yeah, well, you, was that a, was that a web sleuth special there? Uh huh. Was. Yeah. Yep. That sounds more like web yeah. sleuth than Reddit. Yeah. yeah. And then the last theory was that um, maybe they really she, do have a tone, don't they? they do. yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. 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 And then the the last theory is that maybe um, Mary Anderson was a spy. Of course. That uh. she had been a spy her whole life, and then you know her usefulness had. Had withered, and she just decided. This was not long after I'll the just... Soviet Union folded. Yeah. You know? it, it, did you get that from an email Joe sent you? Because it sounds. Much it sounds like a, a lot a like Joe a Joe theory, theory, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, actually, it's not my theory at all. I think um, 
I mean, the only reason I think people associate this with her being a spy is because of the cyanide. And so it's really, for that reason, really absurd. I think it's the cyanide and the unidentifiability of her. I mean, mm-hmm. she's she has covered her tracks pretty dang well. Summerton yeah. man, how did he, he died from cyanide, didn't he? he no, he no. had an enlarged spleen or Liver. something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. I've just, this is... Kind of made but me other think of people it a bit. have. I mean, there's and some I came connections. Across a copy of the Ruby out recently. There are some connections to other cases where other people have killed themselves under pseudonyms with cyanide. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh-huh. So, I mean, overall, we literally don't know. We literally don't know anything about this case. Yeah, we no, don't know but... anything about Mary Anderson. We don't have any leads whatsoever. Um, so you've just wasted like an hour of our time. I, I have. We know nothing about. I feel like that's like literally every single episode of ours, though. Well, you know, actually, yeah. you know, it might be, we're putting the word out there, it might be one of our listeners knows a Mary Anderson and will crack the case. You yeah. Know. So it might not have been a complete waste of your time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's true. Feel better. Yeah. yeah. But on the spying thing, I think, I do think, though, that, uh, say, if she had been some sort of a sleeper agent, she probably just would have gone back to the Soviet Union or Hungary or wherever she came from. Probably. Go back to prob- the motherland. Probably yeah. had family back there. No reason to kill yourself just because the Soviet Union went away. Um, uh, and and to point out, because I know somebody will say, well, maybe she was too sick to travel. She, according to her autopsy, was, was in perfectly, perfectly health. good health. Yeah. She didn't yeah. have... I mean, she was overweight, but... Yeah, but no cancer, no, like, massive, obvious things going wrong. Mm-mm. Like, she was fine. Fine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. She might have just realized, that, well, you know, I mean, I'm just kind of in middle age right now it's only going to be downhill from here it's not going to get any better what the hell do it on your own terms yeah going out in the high note i guess but that's what yeah i mean there there are people in that situation i mean there are it's it's on my terms or not and i'd prefer my terms there are i just would hope that at 45 that's not the case but there you go that seems yeah i I don't think we need to go any deeper in that because this whole subject there is a deep well of information about it and we don't need to rehash that yep Okay, well, uh, that's unsatisfying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, really. We're going to put some links um, and obviously her picture um, up on our website. And if you want to see those links or the picture or listen to this episode, because you haven't just listened to this episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, if you want to listen to to them all. We also have an episode list. So you can see every single episode that we've ever done, which can be helpful because we're starting to get some suggestions of things we've covered well, we've because we covered pretty, them like four years catalog. ago. Yeah. I update that about once a month. Yeah. So um, that can be found right. on our website, which is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. Dot com. <laughs> you can download and listen to us, you know where. I mean, pretty much everywhere. Uh, if you're doing that on iTunes or you're doing it on Stitcher or someplace where you can subscribe and leave a comment or um, leave a review and a rating, please do that. It helps other people find us. Mm-hmm. You can also stream us anywhere. Again, you know how you're finding us. I don't know why we do this, but we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on social media. We've got a Facebook page and a group. So like the page and join the group. You can find us on Twitter. We're thinking sideways. Um, and then we've also got a subreddit, which is just thinking sideways. Mm-hmm. You can email us if you would like. Our email address is thinking sideways podcast at gmail.com. And then if you want to buy merch, there's a link on the website. Um, we do that through Zazzle and Redbubble mm-hmm. both. So Recently we've got put shirts. Up some new stuff. 
Um, really cool new shirt that yeah, Steve like designed. Actually, Phone our cases. listeners kind of designed it almost in a way. Yeah, yeah they kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they suggested a lot of different uh, things forward. Yeah, yeah. So well. go ahead and check those out. Um, yeah, and I think that's it. All of that having been said, uh, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. All right, let's say something funny. Well, but that just isn't funny. All so, right. okay, I'm going to say bye bye instead. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.